and we are back and we are the run duo i am tommy mitchell what's up guys it's india cook Woo! yes indeedy what's up india what's up tommy i got to see you in person recently exactly we finally we got this to meet up and hang out but let's let's uh we're we gonna talk about that we got all kinds of stuff to talk about for this uh this episode right here but um how was your last two weeks you know of course i saw you this weekend but before that how was how was your week how was your last two weeks everything is going good your girl is finally transitioning out of pt and transitioning just to run coaching so i believe i am now i believe i am healed guys so i am starting to <laughs> crank up the miles, talked to Dr. Danny last evening, and we talked about transitioning um, to just coaching and not the PT. Of course, I have strength training and stuff in there, but I'm just excited. I'm blessed. I'm ready to, I mean, of course I've been running, but it has been limited and taking it easy. So now it is time to, to really get into the grind of things. And yes, coaches need coaches too. So I am a coach, but I also um i'm paying I'm, I'm getting me a coach i don't feel like making my own plan so i'm excited about that so yeah so that's what's going on with me i'm really excited i think i've run a race within the last two weeks so i did the run um run for gold which is a atlanta track club race of course um and that is going to be done every four years when the olympics comes around um so of course we run past the olympic rings and all that good stuff that's downtown by the, where the torch was lit for the 1996 olympics um we run through that area it was a really good race i was very proud of my um finish time and it's just been a good couple of weeks it's been a good couple of weeks that's good that's good to hear um myself i just you know doing my regular i run here and there um i got to run in the city uh you know for those of us that know atlanta um both myself and india live in the suburbs but i used to live in the city so i used to run the city quite a bit so it was nice to get mm -hmm. to run a, you know a few miles through the through the city pretty much actually in the same area that the uh the the race you ran was in down there by centennial park um, yes. we were, we did a staycation for Heather's, uh, family reunion. Mm -hmm. So we were down there by Centennial Park, uh, staying. So I got up on Saturday morning and, and did a run. It's, it definitely, it definitely is more encouraging in the city because you see so many other people, especially right there by Centennial Park. Cause a lot of people run in that area. Um, yeah. so you see a lot of runners, you see a lot of traffic on the road. So people are looking at you, which always motivates me. So it was nice. Nice. Had a little nice run while I was in the city. Um, yeah. And like India said, we got to meet up um, while I, I just happened to be staying down, you know, in the city and we'd already planned to meet the RRC. Am I saying it right? RRCA? RRCA. Yeah. Uh, President uh, George, we met him for a little breakfast um while we're in there and i let india kind of talk about that it was very enjoyable I had a great time speaking with him yeah definitely so george and i connected um george um raymond and sorry george if i pronounce your last name wrong but he is currently the rrca which is um road runners club of america he is actually the president right now of road runners club of america and it's where i received my coaching certification from so I connected with George last year sometime um, through some other podcasts and other avenues that I'm connected with and boards that I'm connected with. And it's just been great communicating with him online about kind of activities and things to help diversify 
the arena of RRCA, what it looks like, how trainings can be changed and have a little facelift to the trainings to make them more diverse, whether that be um, having coaches uh, more diverse, um, having the actual training products that they put out to get you as a, to be a certified run coach, making sure that the training is also diversified and also the staff of RRCA. So I've been, of course, dropping some nuggets over there to him and he was visiting his daughter here in Atlanta and decided to connect with us. So it was very great to meet George in person. Of course, it's amazing to meet people that you meet online that are awesome people and then you meet them in person and they're just as great. So it was definitely good to meet him. Tommy and I had a great conversation, just kind of discussing things in life in Atlanta. And he definitely came to Atlanta from California, from San Fran and enjoying, enjoying Atlanta, which is, we, you know, we always love and we, when we can drop some food recommendations to someone and they love it, I'm all here for that. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, you know, I'm not an RRCA coach. I'm not a coach of any kind, but the fact that he was so in tune with, what he did not know or what he, you know, he did not know. So he wants, he's asking questions to yeah. get the answers to make sure that he is doing the right thing. Um, one thing that kind of struck me when he was talking about, well, you know, we're in our bubble, which I think everybody's in a bubble. Um, mm -hmm. So you need to get outside of it and, and kind of ask the questions like, are we doing as much as we could for diversity? I'm definitely a person that if for diversity, it has to be intentional. It's not something that just happens. You got to, you got to make an effort um, to 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 create diversity in any kind of arena, whether that be work, recreational, whatever um, your friends, I guess um, you have to have intention on doing that. And he's he's very aware of that. And, um, you know, when India hit me up with like, well, you want to meet the RRCA uh, president? I was like, I'm not a coach. Why? What I need to come. <laughs> why you want to meet me but yeah. it was very nice because he was very he was aware of course of india but of course aware of the podcast so mm -hmm. um he just wanted to speak with us to kind of to you know he'd been getting nuggets for india but he wanted just wanted to in general get some nuggets from us um and always nice to meet someone in i guess our industry and, and just have mm -hmm. a good good conversation yeah. And I think, you know, and I totally agree, Tommy. I mean, he opened up the conversation. It was very candid. And this isn't the first time I've heard him say this, that, you know, he really wasn't enlightened on the um, lack of diversity within the run culture or run industry mm -hmm. until the Ahmaud Arbery murder. And he was like, his eyes just got really open to a lot of things. And and it, it's just a naiveness or ignorance and ignorance in the definition of ignorance of just not knowing um, or not taking the time to, like you said, step outside of that bubble to see what is going on out and around you. And he's, you know, obviously gotten a plethora of knowledge and information and connected with so many different people. And I just love that RRCA is doing what they need to do to diversify their coaches. Um, and, and I also think Tommy, he mentioned to you, of course, he, he said, you know, you could be, become a coach whenever you want to, but a lot of people that are RRCA coaches are not out here actually building businesses like myself to actually coach people, but for the knowledge of themselves. And so he's very open and honest with that and just kind of very opening, welcoming, giving us knowledge, giving us information and kind of letting us know that he's all ears. So it's definitely a respected position and I, I really appreciate it. And I've seen him on several different platforms and he's always been his authentic self. So thank you, George. It was very nice to meet you. And we yes. greatly appreciate it. 
that time that we had very good breakfast cafe intermezzo yeah cafe i mean i hadn't been to cafe intermezzo <laughs> in so long i ain't gonna lie i was so i was so happy just sitting out there on the we were on the patio y'all um yeah. right there on peach tree on a yeah. beautiful it was a beautiful morning it was i mean it was if we couldn't have picked a better place or or, or day uh for yeah. our meeting yeah it was a really good morning um uh, very good weather of course still humid but not as bad when you're just kind of sitting there enjoying good yeah. conversation so, yeah, the only yeah. thing that could have made it better was like a mimosa. That was it. That's right. the only thing. Right. Yeah. Caffeine <laughs> never, 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 never uh, disappoint. So, and I actually connected with you. I meant to mention this. I connected with you guys after I ran with Black Girls Run. So, yeah. that was, I had run with them. They, so of course, in Atlanta and many other cities in the US and all over, they have separate, sep they have separate chapters within. So, there's, of course, the, there's an Atlanta chapter, there's a Stone Mountain, there's a Decatur, there's a Snailville, and these are all the different suburbs of, of Atlanta or Metro Atlanta, Georgia. And basically every, not everyone, but we, inv they invited people to come together that could get to the Michelle Obama Trail here in Atlanta. And it was a good number of us that came up and showed out and ran some miles together. So it was a really good run, very good to see some of the ladies that I used to run with in Tucker, because um, I used to run with the Tucker BGR group. Um, very good to see everybody. So it was a good time. Yeah, and tell them you said you need to run with people more often. Yes, I do, Tommy. Listen, <laughs> I need to run with people more often because not only does it push me because people are with me, but I, I get an individual push by myself, like, all right, keep pushing it. Um, even if it's not that I'm chasing somebody, it's more so like I just have the push to be able to kind of be in the front of the pack so that people can try to catch me and it pushes me even more. So, mm -hmm. and I don't do that often. I don't run with people often. I used to run with a group all the time, but I miss doing that. I miss running with people and having that extra, the extra push and a friendly, friendly competitiveness, but it pushes me to step out of my comfort zone and I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. So great two weeks that we've both had. What else is going on, India? I know you got something to talk about. Listen, what is not going on? If we don't talk about the Olympics, like, I don't know. About, <laughs> first of all, the, the, with the Olympics being in Tokyo, me and my random times of watching the Olympics, Braxton's like, are we watching the Olympics again? And he was like, how do you know when these races come on? I'm like, this is what I do. This is what I do. <laughs> come on, I need you to be like, what are you doing? And then flipping back and forth between USA, NBC, the different stations, because you know, different stations are playing different things. Yeah. So, Tommy, I have been engulfed in track and field, obviously. I watched the triathlons, which was exciting. Um, I did do swimming and a little bit of, uh, not a little bit, I did watch some um fencing for some reason i don't know it was on yeah. I was like, this, like why do they <laughs> i was like what is happening i was like this is fun for people but um so fencing and then of course um gymnastics so but yeah so it has been great so of course we'll highlight some of those things but mm -hmm. of course the biggest conversation that i think is has to has to be talked about is simone biles our mm -hmm. girls Biles and it has been an interesting couple of weeks, Tommy, just listening to or just reading comments. I'm one of those people like I, I look at a post and what people say and I just watch the comments. I'm like, mm -hmm. yo, the where the, the meat of the conversation is at where I'm <laughs> my popcorn because it's like the stuff, the comments that people say is very interesting. So if you've been hiding under a rock, because clearly you, you would know. 
So Simone Biles did go to Tokyo. Um, she is considered the GOAT, the greatest of all times when it comes to gymnastics. She is one of the most meddled individuals, most experienced individuals that's currently on the team. And she basically is the leader of the US team right now. And when she got to Tokyo, she decided to not push through through the finals on some of the um, uh, team. The team all around, I think she had, that's when she pulled out. So she pulled out. And it, when it was first announced, it was a conversation of, did she pull out because it was a physical injury? Was it mental health? What was going on? And it came up that she is dealing with what they call gymnastic or gymnast called the twisties, which basically means when you get in the air, you're kind of disoriented. Your mind is not where it needs to be to be able to focus on the exercise at hand. Um, and she just mentioned that being an Olympian, being in the place that she is, being called the GOAT, being who she is, the expectations, all of the stress that comes along with getting to qualify for the Olympics, to be at the Olympics, just became too much. And her mind was not focused the way that it needs to be. And she wanted to protect herself, um, which I completely understand. I don't know about you, Tommy, but people don't realize that when you're a gymnast, when you twist and twirl up in that air, you can fall and be paralyzed for life or just mm -hmm. you feel yourself if you land in a particular way. And it's very different than some of these other sports. And I feel like we can't take that away, but I give her a huge applause for setting her boundaries for herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree. If you, you know, if you don't, if you're not up to it, yeah, get, don't do it. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I also agree. Uh, I still think that she's the GOAT. She's done things that nobody else has ever done in gymnastics, but she's not to go to this Olympics. I just put it that way. Um, I think there are going to be some other gymnasts that are going to probably shine a little bit brighter than she did in this Olympics, but it doesn't take thing, anything away, I think, from her overall career as a U.S. Uh, gymnast. Um, I don't, and you know, I heard, I heard you, they talked about the twisties. Cause at first I, I was kind of like everybody else. I was like, well, was it a physical thing? Is that what, but then, you know, they talked about the twisties. So at that point I was like, okay, well, if she's pulling out, that's, that's fine. It made me not want to watch. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, well, Simone not doing it. Okay. Then I'm probably not going to be watching gymnastics, um, which I did not. But I mean, if, if you look at it, I'm sure she's not the first superstar athlete to have these types of, um mental things going on from from the pressure that's going on um i think just like she said because of so many athletes coming out with talk about their mental state it's more accepting who knows maybe you know michael jordan back in the day might have had the same thing going on at some point in his career but because he couldn't come out and just say well you know what just mentally i, I can't do it today he had to push on so it's definitely something different that we're starting to see with these superstar athletes and it's amazing like yeah. i feel like the more that we have and and let me rephrase the amazingness is not because these athletes are battling with whatever they're battling mm -hmm. with. let me put a sidebar can we stop diagnosing her like who's to say she had <laughs> yeah stop mm -hmm. diagnosing her you can just not be focused and not be suffering from depression or anxiety like it's just yeah. like mm -hmm. um but I think that we definitely should see now Naomi Osaka, now Simone Biles. I know Raven, the, the individual that does the shot put, she has mentioned her mental mental health and the things that she struggled with. She's um, Raven Saunders. She is with the shot put for the U.S. Mm -hmm. 
there's so many people and there's I mean there's I mean I could probably go down the list but those are the people that are in the forefront of my mind right now but I feel like the fact that we are seeing so many athletes standing up putting themselves and their mental health above y'all's entertainment is a big deal and I say y'all's entertainment is because I, I see people's comments and they're like, hey, you know, why did she pull out? She should have pulled out before she went to Tokyo. Give somebody else a choice. She should have just pulled through. And it's like, what? So you want her to jeopardize her life for you watching TV to entertain you for some hours for the next two weeks when she could kill herself or she could severely injure herself and be done for the rest of her life? Like, come on now. That's selfish for us, I feel. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate it. And I feel like, you know, and of course, you, the Olympics is entertainment for us, us regular people that's not making it to the Olympics. It's entertaining for us for the next <laughs> right? It's entertainment. So for an athlete out here that has the skills to be able to entertain us for the next couple of weeks, if they decide to put their mental health first, I feel like we should accept it and move on. I'm really happy. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I, I accept it. I move on. I'm, I'm not paying Simone Biles any money. Now, I right. don't know who she's sponsored by. They may have another, they may think differently that the people that are actually paying that, that, that sponsor her. Behind her, they continue to be behind her. Because oh, yeah, they- that, which is great, but my point is, um, so, like, I don't know if you've been watching and they've been shooting out the different Olympic athletes that have been getting the different grants and things like that. Now, I don't think Simone Miles is on that list. I, I, well, actually, it's only been track and field that I've been seeing. Um, but they get different grants, Um uh, to support them, given through the um, the different organizations that help uh, support the Olympic athletes. I agree, though, if she, you know, isn't going to compete, that maybe the, if there was an alternate, I guess, that because there should be an alternate that should have come with her. Yeah, that, that got to compete, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I so, mean, I mean, I think it should be treated like any other injury. So, hey, yeah, if she, so what's the difference between her having the mental or as opposed to her hurting her leg. It's an injury. She got it once she got over there. There's an alternate on standby that's already in Tokyo and did get to compete. So there's options there, but I think that on some of her entries, it just ended up not having, she just couldn't qualify. And it was only one person within the U.S. that could do it. So okay. I think the Olympics was a little different in, in mm-hmm. regards to the alternates. And I think that it just ended up being that one person um, was able to do it. And there was, a, I think it was for the vault that the, her teammates had to kind of sit in for her. So it wasn't technically that there was a whole nother, um, a whole nother person there. And I think that mm-hmm. that's different in regards to the Olympics being in Tokyo and the whole COVID-19 thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it, in this case, it was a little different. I just think that I just tread lightly in that thing of, she should have said something before Tokyo because we don't know her business. We don't know when this started. We don't know when the twisty started. We don't know how long she's been dealing with this. And if she felt like she could have gone there and she could have woke up and had a good day, we all wake up, have bad days, wake up, have good days. Who would have known? But we also know that she wanted to be there and support her team. Um, And she's doing her best. And of course she did end up winning the bronze on the beam. So she took some time off, took a couple of days off, regrouped, and she was able to um, do what she needed to do on the beam. So congratulations to her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, congratulations to Simone. Yes, yes, yes. So of course, Simone Biles, um, amazing job. And all of the ladies that are um, the U.S., the Olymp- uh, excuse me, the gymnasts of the U.S. have been really kicking behind. So congratulations to you all. Um, Tommy, did you get a chance to watch the, I watched the mixed triathlon. Did you see that? The mixed triathlon. 
mixed relay triathlon. It was very interesting. (laughs) Where was I? I feel like this is the, the, the Olympics that I've really, really been paying attention to, but I think the mixed, uh, mixed triathlon, um, basically it was men and women doing a triathlon. So they're doing Mm -hmm. the, the swim bike and, and, um, swim bike and run um but it was a mixed team and it was just amazing to see so I, um the uh, us came up in silver um for that so congratulations to everybody i think that is amazing um i really enjoyed watching it and it was more interesting to see the different shoes that was out there so a lot of asics meta speed skies out there a lot of new balances and very few nike vapor fly and i mm. thought that that was really interesting. so i feel like <laughs> Asics and New Balance. The New Balance was the Elite Twos and the Speed Sky, Metro Meta Speed Sky for the Asics. But I feel like the um, the Asics and and other brands are stepping it up outside of Nike. Of course, Nike still has a, a big leg up when it comes to the shoes. But there was a lot of Asics out there for sure. Was it the um, Olympic distance for the triathlon? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so the shorter distance, which I would think they probably would go with. Uh, I don't know if Vapor Pies are great on that shorter distance. Yeah, I want to say, I don't think it was, I want to say that it was Olympic distance. Don't quote me on that though. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know I've watched, cause the triathlon has not been in the Olympics that long. I only think it's been in the last three, maybe four Olympics at the most. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, they always add on. I mean, you do know there's a, like a, a mixed men and women, a co-ed uh, uh, relay teams for yes. track and field. Like, yeah, I think I saw that the last Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really enjoy watching those because it's one of those things where it's just very different to see the men and women get out there and do it. And I, listen, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we don't get to see, they don't air it all as much. I mean, we probably have to watch TV all times of the day and night to catch it all, but I don't know if they air all, <laughs> all of the, all of the sports, but um, really excited to see that and watch all of it. Yeah. Well, to me, the Olympics, I mean, I don't watch, I haven't watched them. Usually the Olympics I watch are if it's actually somewhere where it's at least in our same kind of time zone. Like it doesn't have to be in America, but maybe in South America, someplace where at least, you know, it's daytime there at the same time as daytime here. When it's in a different, yeah, day, it's, it's hard. I can't, I can't roll with that. It is hard. So, so since it's in Tokyo, like today, if we, it, usually if it's Thursday, it's Friday over there already. So a lot of stuff, and then they air it delayed to us. So sometimes mm-hmm. we may find out about it before before it's even aired for us to see it. So that's another thing. But I've been trying to keep up with my track and field now, and I cannot wait. <laughs> Friday is the marathon, y'all. So make sure that y'all are watching the marathon. We're going to watch Alphine do her thing. We're going I'm just really excited to see Alephine do her thing. And she was able to bring baby Zoe to Tokyo and they are there safely. And I'm really excited about that. So, but for now, track and field has been holding me down. Congratulations to Athene Moo. She did the 800 meter goal. She is 19 years old and she's the first American to win 800 meters since 1968 wow. in the City Games. I just think that that's amazing. She is a beautiful chocolate girl, and I am just very, very, very proud of her. She, when you see her on social media, she's very inspiring. She's like, I just keep try to keep stay focused, stay positive, and I'm just out here doing my thing. So congratulations to her. Um, and of course, I did mention earlier Raven Saunders shot put. She got silver, so she's the 
she's the young lady that uh, wears the Hulk mask all the time and has the split color hair. It's purple on one side and green on the other side. Mm. Very big personality. Um, yeah. She's awesome. But congratulations to her for also getting getting silver. So I was watching all the field events too, honey. I was into it. I usually don't watch field events. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten the chance to really watch the track and field. I had planned on watching. Uh -oh. Now we're recording this. Yeah, you're frozen, there but you're go. fine. I can still hear you. Um, so I was planning on watching tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday of this week, um, on the third of August. But tonight is supposed to be a really big night. Like there's supposed to be a lot of different finals happening. So I was planning on trying to to catch it this evening. Um to yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I could go down the whole list of people, but uh, congratulations so, to Safan Hassan. She fell running the 1500 meter. The girl was in last and came back and won. What? She won. She tripped and fell. And she came back and won y'all. Like, it's just, it's something about that grit. Like, she just kept eating away, eating away people. And she ended up winning some congratulations to her and then she ran the 5,000 meter 12 hours later and won that as well so congratulations Safan Hassan amazing job it's just I just I'm just enjoying everybody coming out and of course we can't forget um Qatar she is an Atlanta track club elite we will be working on getting her onto the show but she came in seventh for the U.S. for triple jump. So proud of her. So congratulations, everyone. There's so many people that I can definitely go down the list. But I hope that you all are tuning in. There's a lot of great magic happening on the track right now and just in the Olympics in general. Um, Caleb D um, Dressel is doing amazing with swimming. I feel like he is picking up Michael Phelps uh, duties and just really doing well and like really pulling in the red, pulling in the medals. It's like he is, he's striking gold with everything that he's doing. So congratulations to everyone. And listen, I don't want to like just list off everybody, but <laughs> I'm excited about Well, I mean, you know, I'm paying attention to uh, the U.S. basketball team. I'm hoping they can pull out a gold. Um, we'll see. I, they it was so boring when I tried to watch that the other day. Oh, the basketball? Because of no crowd? It was just the game. Like, I was like, this is boring. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't watch it. I just hope they win a goal because I don't like us. I, I, you know, that's our game. Everybody says our game is baseball. No, America's game is basketball. And uh, I just hope we can, we can, we can pull out and pull a, a win a goal. I agree. I agree. I, def I definitely think that, that basketball is it. Um, it's very, it was very interesting to watch, to watch the little bit that I did watch with that. So we gonna see very hopeful, very hopeful. I mean, it's just good to see all the, all of the world come together in one place. The, the best athletes of the world come together at one time and just do their thing. It's just an amazing thing that the Olympics can even take place. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. Um, I was listening cause I, and I can't remember this guy's name on the, there's a gentleman from Atlanta that has, has run in the Olympics, and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but he would. they did an interview of him on one of the sports um, talk shows here in Atlanta, and he was explaining, like, once you finish your, your, your event, you have to be out of Japan, well, at least out of Tokyo, within 48 hours. What? Like, yeah, because of COVID. You, they, yeah, you can't, you can't just hang out. <laughs> you got to, like, literally be on a plane and out of there within 48 hours after your event has ended. Mm. 
That's very interesting. That's very interesting. I mean, it definitely makes sense. And I know that they, I mean, the amount of tests that these athletes have had to have during the time that they have been there mm-hmm. has been expensive. So it makes sense. And I don't think that they allowed a lot of people to come in too early either. Like people that, like Alphine did not fly in until this week and her race is on Friday. Yeah. Um, the Olympics have been going on for what, two weeks now? And so it's kind of one of those things where, you know, we definitely want to ensure that they want to do whatever they can to keep keep down the COVID transmission as much as possible. Well, you know what's crazy, though? Have you heard about the, the Russian team? So the actual country of Russia is banned from this Olympics due to doping. They had such a big doping program going on. But Russian, Russian athletes are being able to participate. And they're I guess they're competing under the Russian Olympic Committee, as far as I'm as far as I can tell. So if I'm wrong, somebody tell me. But I do know this. Russia was banned from this Olympics due to their their doping program, illegal uh, use of um, substances. But their athletes are are actually competing, but not competing under the actual flag of Russia, but the Russian Olympic Committee. And I I'm sorry. I just think that's crazy. You that's I mean, that would work. Yeah, I, I don't understand how that's and there's been some athletes that have spoken out about it that have said, How are the how are they competing? I mean, I can understand if you're a Russian athlete and you're like, Well, I wasn't doping. Why should I be able to compete? But you're you know, you're in that group. You, your country has been banned. It is what it is. So that that was really interesting to me, um, when I when I heard that. Um, and I'd actually heard that before the Olympics that they were going to be, how they were going to actually, actually handle that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is very interesting and very unfortunate as well, that that is even happening in Russia. Like, and not saying that that's not happening in the U S somewhere, but it's just very interesting that, that, that is taking place. And just, I know that there probably has been a rise of all of that, you know, and it's just unfortunate how things are happening. And I just hope that people understand it's just not working. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, it is. It, well, I don't know about for the Olympics. I don't know how the money works out and how much. Because I mean, I'm sure there's some guys, some people in those obscure sports that really don't make. You know, I think they win twenty thousand dollars if they get a gold medal. I th- I want to say somewhere around there. It's not a, a, a not a bunch of money. I take it, but it's not a bunch of money. Um, right. But when you're talking about people who use steroids in like the major sports in the U.S., um, think about somebody like Barry Bonds. How much money do you think he's made? And we all know he was doping. Everybody know he was on steroids. Was it worth it? I mean, think about how much money he probably made during that time period. So to some people it is, you know what I'm saying? So they need to find a different way to handle this, you know, so that people can't still profit off of even they're competing illegally with these these banned substances um they get caught and get you know they get suspended or whatever happens but they've already made millions of dollars and that's like i said once again that's more in a major american sport or a you know major european sport like you know soccer or something like that but i don't think so much in the olympics because i think the olympics i don't think your money is probably not huge and if you get caught you know your a lot of your money you're going to make is due to sponsorship which you're going to lose you know if you do get caught you know, taking banned substances. Make a lot of money in general. So, you know, even just 
it is racing being able to get to these major races and win these races. And like you said, sponsorship is where their money is coming from. It's not something that, you know, doing commercials and having all these sponsorships is where a lot of the big, you know, the money is coming from. It's not necessarily just being a pro and getting to the Olympics. I mean, obviously you have to run races and do big to even be recognized for those things, but it's not, it's not as lucrative, I think, as people think. There's usually athletes are bringing in different streams of income from various places. Mm, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, these Olympics have been decently exciting, but I think it's going to get really exciting when the marathons come, well, at least for me. That's, that's, that's probably the main thing I'm going to watch is the marathons. We only got a couple more days. I am super excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, in the process of these Olympics going on, I want to say congratulations to Carolyn Sue. She is the... Uh, the creator and founder of Diverse We Run. We had her on episode 33 of our podcast, um, but she is currently running the Trans Rockies race, which is a trail race. It's a five-day trails race from August 2nd through August 7th. I'm super excited to hear about her journey. We're going to have her here on the podcast in a couple of weeks to talk about her journey, what made her transition from road to trail what that looks like and how she's been able to diversify the space. So congratulations to her. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Um, and one other announcement, Tommy, the last episode that we posted about the stroller roll 5k, that race has been postponed. So if you all have signed up for the race, you should have received communication from the race director and organizers of that race. Um, that race has been postponed due to potential the COVID variant and the things that are going on with that. So definitely uh, look out for that race to be announced again. Yes. Yes, indeedy. Oh, man. <clears throat> it's uh, it's been a, a, a pretty cool last uh, week as far as weather here in Atlanta. I don't think – have you – it hasn't been as hot to me. It's been I a nice – The last couple of days, I'm like, is that a breeze I feel? The humidity is lower. <laughs> it's only like 50 and i'm like this is amazing <laughs> yeah it's it's been nice i i had definitely definitely enjoyed it um you know it makes running a whole lot easier um i'm always because you know i love summer i mean i'm a i'm a i'm a a warm weather type person that's why i live in atlanta as opposed to new york city um so i, I love warm weather but I ain't gonna lie, I, you know, I'm always looking forward to football season and I'm like, I look forward to football season, but I don't want to get here too fast because that means fall is coming. Um, but, you know, fall is a good, good time to run, but I still, I still love warm weather. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And it's so funny. It's still hot here, but mm -hmm. the humidity makes it feel so much better. And, and when I say that, because we've been dealing with 90, 98, hundred percent humidity, which makes the air very stuffy. You can't breathe. You feel like you're breathing in a cotton ball. And it's the worst thing when you run in. But when you have 50% humidity, you can totally feel it. And it's, it's really nice. I've been telling myself I'll get up and walk Coco in the morning. And I'm like, oh, I should have ran this morning. It feels great out here. Um, but some, I haven't been able to make it for my morning runs. But No, I'm, I'm like I said, I always say I'm a morning person. I can't I can't do that afternoon or after work thing. I'll, I'm, I'm tired after God, I don't, I don't want to talk. I want to do anything. I just want to veg out after work. Yeah, I understand. Listen, I, sometimes I do those morning runs. I'd be so sleepy for the whole day. I, and I don't know if it's just my body needing to get back used to it, but it's, it's tough. I'm like struggling head nodding at like 10 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> only two hours of my day and I'm struggling. So do you drink coffee? Are you a coffee drinker? I am not a regular coffee drinker. If I go to like Dunkin' Donuts or Chick-fil-A, I'll get mm -hmm. a vanilla ice 
coffee. I really like iced coffee, but mm-hmm. on a regular, you're not gonna see me drinking coffee. I'm a coffee every single freaking morning person. But you know, a lot of times I don't eat breakfast, so that's it. I'll just get some coffee and just get to work, get to working. Um, and then I might have something actually to eat by like ten or so. Um, but yeah, I have to have my coffee, but that helps me like coffee. Um, you know, if I work out in the morning, I love a, a, a nice hot cup of coffee and I'm ready to go. Even when it's cold, even when it's hot outside, you, you like it hot. Yeah. I usually, I, I drink cold coffee if it's like, if I'm out, like okay. if I'm like on a weekend and I'm just, you know, I'm out chilling or whatever, I might get a Starbucks, you know, I like a nitro brew from uh, okay. Starbucks. So I do, I'll get that. Like I had one this weekend while I was, you know, we were walking around, you know, Centennial Park and stuff like that. But if it's just in the morning and I'm inside, yeah, I'll get hot coffee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, get coffee and wake you right up. You can run 20 miles and drink some coffee. You're good to go. See, coffee doesn't really affect me like that. If that makes any sense. Like people are like, oh, drink some coffee, you'll get energy. I can probably drink coffee at night and be good. Like I just, yeah. Really? No, nah, if I drink, like, if I drink some coffee right now, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. No, and maybe I'm not drinking the right stuff. <laughs> we'll get you some espresso. We'll see what happens to you there. Oof, I may not need that. Be having a jitters, jitters. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. So, but anyway, definitely, I hope everyone else is enjoying their, um, the Olympics and enjoying everything that's going on around it. We thank you for the obviously continued support. This is episode 90. We almost had a hundred, Tommy. Look at here. Almost at a hundred. We're 10 away from a hundred. Oh my goodness. I, I think we're gonna make it. I think we're gonna make it. <laughs> I think we're gonna make it. I think we're gonna make it. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Be looking out soon, guys, for Run Social is gonna be doing some things. And of course, the race. You know that Tommy and I always do some things with the race. So be looking out for some of that stuff soon. And I'm excited about it. So exactly myself as well i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna do the 5k this year i've never i've done the race half i've never done the 5k so i think i'm gonna do the 5k this year yes yes the 5k is on the docket for sure (laughs) good to hear so um india if they need to get in touch with you and and ask you uh which race you're running during the race how would they do that Yep, so they can find me on um, on social media. On Instagram is I of Indigo Runs. Um, and then you can also find me at milesfromindia.com. My internet looked like it was it was a little shaky, so I decided to pause. <laughs> um, but I of Indigo Runs on Instagram, on Instagram, and of course my Facebook um, is India Cook. And you can hit me up on my YouTube channel as well at Miles from India. I'm taking taking a couple weeks off from my my YouTube to kind of regroup and give myself some some TLC, but I will definitely be back. And you can hit me up at tmitch68 on Instagram, Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at Gmail. And I think that's how you can find me on um, on Strava, too. Uh, I think it's from my email address. So um, that's another good way, you know, if you want to stay linked up, that's, you know, you'll see everything I do because I download my runs as well as anything I do with the Peloton. I do, uh, it goes to Strava as well. All right, India. Well, we got another two weeks. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll, when we come back, we're definitely going to be talking about the Olympic marathon. So be looking forward to that, and we'll have a guest next time, I think, as well. Yes, we will. So we will see you all again soon. Y'all take care. Mask up. Talk to y'all soon.